Welcome to Conversations with the Card Reader, the official podcast for the House of Divina. I'm so glad you're here. Grab your favorite beverage and take a seat. Let me talk with you for a while. Welcome back to Conversations with the Card Reader. I'm your host, Tony, and this is the official podcast for the House of Divina. In today's episode, we are exploring ethics, love, money, and we're talk about the shit show of twin flames and soulmates. If you're new to this uh, podcast, I'm a tarot card reader and a cartomancer, so I read all different kinds of cards. And I created this episode as a way to talk to my guests, even when we are not having a tarot card reading, but also as a way to engage you as the listener. If you're ever curious about a card reading, um, how that process goes, what to expect, now, what to expect is going to be a little bit different based on your card reader, because all of us are different. But I wanted to create this podcast again to give you some insight about what happens in a card reading and also as a way to engage my guests when we are not in a reading format. So today I'm going to several questions out of questions that have been presented to me to answer, but given the number of readings that I have as it relates to romantic relationships and the prevalence of conversations about twin flames and soulmates. Um, I just wanted to kind of talk about that and clear up a little of the woo-woo, if at all possible. So we're going to start with the first question here. It says, you mentioned entertainment readers uh, from time to time. What do you mean by that exactly? Tarot card reading uh, is become all the rage right now, and you can find a tarot deck at five below um, anywhere on Amazon. I was in Kohl's during Christmas time, and even Kohl's had tarot decks. Uh, so people are curious, and curiosity can be a good thing. The challenge comes in how people use the tool of tarot to foster conversations or have conversations. Tarot card reading throughout history has been engaged either from a point of curiosity or fear. We have, and, it, and I guess it really just depends on how it's, how it's viewed really depends on who's in political and thereby, depending on where you're at, religious power. And so for me, when I'm talking about entertainment readings or entertainment readers, I'm speaking to people who use tarot just for shits and giggles or just as a hobby or the people who read tarot to look at what's going on in, let's say they're, they're reading for people who are not asking them to read. Or they're practicing on a public stage doing tarot card readings for like the stars, but the stars have not engaged them for a tarot card reading. And so, but they're just doing it to show you, the querent or the onlookers, about their ability to use the cards or read the cards at their level. Whereas the way that I use cards, and I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying that there's a difference. It's just about establishing that there is a difference. So I'm not an entertainment card reader. When I work with you, I'm not just reading the cards for shits and giggles. I'm not just trying to show you or prove to you that I know how to read cards. If I'm reading cards for you, you've 
engaged me or trusted me with your energy, and I'm going to share my own with you. And we are going to try to work together with the divine to get you the answers that you need and want in order for you to accomplish the goal, in order for you to grow, in order for you to do this next thing, in order for you to get through this particular stage of life, in order for you to uh, overcome whatever you're going through. I'm reading for purpose. So that is what I mean by entertainment readers. There's a place for all of it, right? It's kind of like with any other profession. If you are a doctor, there are general practitioners, but there are also doctors who specialize in a different thing. And that doesn't make one more legitimate than the other. It's just a different skill level and a different focus. So there's that. Let's see what the next question is. Why do you talk about ethics? Why do I talk about ethics? Um, well, first, I talk about ethics because when people think about a tarot card reader or a cardomancer, usually they lump us together with any scandalous conversation that has come up. And we are sometimes often viewed as either comical or something to be laughed at or mocked or as untrustworthy. So someone who knows something or has access to something and because that you may not have access to. And then because of that, we're all lumped in as not being trustworthy or there have, they have come across entertainment readers. Uh, who are charlat charlatans and who are willing to take people's money or by instilling fear. And yeah, so, you know, if, if you've ever been to an uh, entertainment reader, you know, and they're like, oh, you've got a, I see this horrible dark cloud or whatever over you and you've got to pay me so much money and I'm the only one who can remove it and you've got to buy all this stuff. And that is... Those are the shenanigans that give card readers a bad name, especially in a world where there are no standards to be able to read. So I talk about ethics because I want people to know that I have a standard by which I will choose to read. And if what you want to talk about falls outside of that standard, then I'm very comfortable with explaining that I am not going to be your reader. And there are other people who might be available to give you what it is that you want. But you have to do that at your own risk. But with me, I'm not, I'm not that person. The other thing is, uh, I talk about ethics because it's also just a part of me and how I live my life. I stand for something. And, you know, I was, I was taught if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And so I want people to know that when they come to me for reading, they're going to get an authentic conversation where there is real information and they will have a real person that they can come and talk to about their reading. Uh, it's another reason why I have now a brick and mortar location. When I read for people, I want to be a staple for the, for my community. So when I read for you and maybe you have questions, I want you to be able to find me. You know, I don't want people to um, have a perception that I am a fly by night person here today, gone tomorrow. So, so yeah, it's, it's about how I live my life. It's about my commitment to the community and um, it's about my commitment to you as a querent. See another question here. What's the difference between a private versus a general reading? 
you know, I touched on this a little bit in previous episode, but for purposes of, of this particular episode, a private reading is geared towards you and your private life or your personal life. But a general reading is, and for purposes of this question, this is like a general reading online uh, where you're not paying somebody to, to get a reading, not when you come to me and get a general reading. Whereas a general reading, when you're just watching something online, that is just about anybody who may be watching. It's kind of like, for those of you who go to church, when you go to church and a sermon is spoken, there is information in there for everybody. You ask people, hey, how was church? What'd you get out of it? Everybody's going to have a different answer because different information came out differently for each person versus you sitting down having a private consultation or counseling session with the pastor where the pastor is talking specifically about you and your life. Another way to look at the differences between a private reading just for you with a card reader versus a general reading where you are watching it on a social platform is kind of like private reading would be you going to your doctor about your particular issue or your chiropractor or your attorney or your tax accountant or you going to your favorite restaurant and ordering your meal and eating it. Whereas a general reading would be like you watching one of these medical shows or watching, you know, watching somebody at a tax facility getting their taxes done, but then you having questions about your own specific situation, but not getting an answer. You're just getting a, a general answer that speaks to the masses. Or, you know, instead of you going to the restaurant, ordering food, eating that food, you're watching, you know, your favorite cooking show and watching the judges taste it. It's it's just that starkly different. So that's the difference between a private versus a general reading. And as a card reader, I encourage people to maybe, you know, engage and understand some of the stuff that's out there as far as a general reading so that you have a, a concept and idea of how those go. But when you're ready to shift things and change your own life, then come and get a reading with an actual card reader. Also, if you have watched those general readings and you've found yourself missing something or found that the reading missed the mark or that you are left wanting and in the balances, yeah, go find a real card reader to get a private personalized reading. And you can find me on all of my social media at the House of Davina, whether I'm on TikTok or Instagram. But if you want to schedule a reading with me, you can do that on my website, thehouseofdavina.com. All right, so let's see what else. The top three re reasons why people come to me for a card reading. The top three reasons uh, have to do with a love relationship, either wanting one or in one and trying to navigate it. Money, they don't have it and they're trying to figure out how to get it or they have it and they're trying to figure out how to use it or what's likely going to be the outcome of using it in this particular way, whether or not they need to change jobs, whether or not they're going to get the job that they applied for or how best to present themselves to get the job uh, or start the business. Uh, the other reason is self. Maybe they're trying to deal with their shadow self, work through some issues emotionally. Maybe they find themselves continuously in the same scenario, just different people trying to figure out patterns. Um, 
that sort of thing. Yeah, those are the top reasons that people come to me. Also, uh, spiritual stuff, uh, sp- spiritual relationships or engagement questions, getting answers to prayer. Let's see what else is here. Love readings. Yes, yes, I do love readings. So for people, people who come to get love readings are at all stages of relationships. Sometimes people are single and they're tired of being single and they are wondering when they're going to find love or if they're ever going to find love. Here's a little heads up for all of you who are wondering whether or not you are going to find love. The answer to that question is love has already found you. The challenge has been whether or not you have recognized it when it showed up. And if you have not recognized it, will love find you again? Absolutely. Love will always find you. The question will be whether or not you will recognize it and be willing to accept it when it does. And that then leads us to working together to uncover maybe habits, patterns, the lies that we tell ourselves, the lies that we've believed that others have told us, and just kind of unraveling all of that. And we do that with the tool of tarot. Sometimes people come to me for a love reading when they are in a relationship and they are trying to understand better either how to improve their relationship or if the relationship is something that they would do a good job in staying in. Now, two things. One, I'm not going to tell you whether or not to get out of a relationship or stay in it. That decision is ultimately yours. But what I can do using the tool of tarot is look at your relationship. We will look at the circumstances and situations that you're engaging in. And then you, since it's your relationship, are responsible for determining whether or not what you're experiencing and engaging supports what you understand to be a positive, healthy, respectful relationship or not. And then you making a decision one way or another, Uh, because it's ultimately you who has to make the decision about your life. Tarot cards will not make your decision, nor will they live your decision for you. It's a tool for information. You figure it out. um, You know, we get you the information and then you have to make your decision. It is with love readings where I know I've said before that I don't psychically spy on people. And if people are not there to give me permission to talk about them in a relationship, then I won't do it. However, when we are talking about a romantic relationship, I will look at that other person to understand better who they are as an individual in relationship to my querent, my client who's sitting in front of me. I will look to understand what it is that they really need on a soul level for this relationship and whether or not, you know, that is something that's coming through. And I will look at what it is that they need because as humans, we are constantly, as we live, we should be growing and accomplishing some of our soul tasks, the things that we came into this lifestyle or lifetime to to accomplish. So I will look at both people uh, side by side to see where they have opportunities to connect as well as where they have opportunities to grow together. And I will also look to see if what they have in common and what they show as a challenge. And then working with them or with my client, have conversations, consultative conversations about um, what they are willing to do 
in order to either continue the relationship or what they need to do to transition away from the relationship. Ultimately, I'm looking at what needs to happen for the greater good of all parties involved. That said, again, with love relationships, the decision, whatever decision that the person's going to make is ultimately up to them. I do encourage when people come in for a love relationship, especially when the there are unique challenges, I encourage them to invite their significant other to a consultation with me so that we can they can work through it together. Now, here's where I'm different from some other tarot card readers. Not only have I done a number of love readings, but my undergraduate degree is in human services, which is kind of like the difference. It's a blending of like sociology and psychology. And while I was getting my undergraduate degree, I did my internship in premarital counseling. As a result of that, I decided that I wanted to continue to work with couples And so I continued studying and became a certified premarital education assessment facilitator. So I work with couples using assessment tool in order to help them build or create a successful relationship. Um, I also use the tool of tarot, so, or other oracle cards in order to help couples, but I do have an expertise in relationships specifically in cultivating them to establish a firm foundation before choosing to move on to more committed stages such as engagement and marriage. So I, I'm i different in that way. And so it, it makes me an expert in order to be able to give that sort of advice. It's not just about the cards. There are other tools that I also use. Couples readings. Do you do couples readings? Yes, I do couples readings. I talked about that just a second ago. I I do couples readings. People can come in as a couple the first time. It doesn't have to be me referring them to to have their significant other come in. And yeah, so we talk about them as a couple at those readings. And I have a number of tools that I use for couples. Yeah, there's tarot. That's to look at some scenarios. Then there's the uh, premarital education facilitation assessment that I do for people. But I also have, I use a different kind of cards to work with people as a couple in order to have them have more meaningful conversations. So it gets us beyond just the surface safe stuff. And then it helps people to be able to um, have those challenging conversations that they may have been avoiding because they did not have maybe a mediator to be there to kind of help work through some of that. So let's see what else. We're going to take one more question here. All right. So the other thing that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, as I said, we were going to talk about the shit show of twin flames and soulmates. And before we wrap up this episode, I certainly want to touch on this topic and then I'll take one more question. Sometimes people come to me for love readings and they are often asking me about a twin flame relationship, saying that they want to find their twin flame or they want to find their soulmate and, um, and whether and asking whether or not a particular person is their soulmate or twin flame. Now, I am answering this question based on my own experience uh, and the the knowledge that I have as it relates to uh, twin flames and soulmates. A soulmate, in my perception, is any soul that we have had an earthbound incarnation with. It's very much like uh, running into somebody, like 
you're an adult now, but you run into somebody from your old neighborhood from when you were kids. You recognize them. You may not even remember their name uh, at this point, but you do recognize them. Or, you know, it's somebody that you, in essence, kind of went to college together and now, you know, you all are in your 50s or 60s and you see each other again and you recognize these people. These are what I deem or engage as soulmates. These are people that you know, you know, you know them. You may not remember all the details about your knowing of them, uh, but they just are familiar. It just seems like the two of you have known each other for a long time. A soulmate is not necessarily um, a romantic relationship. We have pets and best friends, family members, uh, co-workers, people who are our soulmates, people that we have incarnated into this manifested reality at in before uh, in a different lifetime. Uh, so if you're saying that you want to looking for a love relationship and this person, you want to be with a soulmate, what you're in essence saying is, I want to be with somebody who I have done life with before in a different time. And that's completely okay. A soulmate would also be somebody, and I did just hint on this a little bit, but if you've ever met somebody and you're like, man, I feel like I have always known you. Where do I know you from? But you've never met them before. Soulmate. These are people who, again, we have lived a lifetime with before. They were meaningful in our previous lifetime. And um, when we wrote our soul script before coming back here, we asked them to reincarnate with us or they asked us to reincarnate with them and we cross paths. Or even if you didn't ask them to reincarnate with you because they are on their own path, they're writing their own script, all of you decided to come back at the same time. We're all here. You cross paths. It's just one of those things that happens. Now let's talk about twin flames. There is an ideology that twin flames is we are energy and our energy in order to come here in this manifested reality, split in two. And then we split in two in order to experience this manifested reality from the male perspective and the female perspective. Why the male and female perspective? Because we interpret information differently based on sexual DNA types. So we we came into this life, we split in two to come into this lifetime to figure out what will being me be like in this. So you have these very different aspects of you, but it's all you and you're experiencing all these different aspects from different perspectives. Now, what happens is in some instances, twin flames do meet each other again in this manifested reality. However, it is very, very rare that the twin flames will come back together and have a successful relationship. The reason for that is that is not what you manifested into this lifetime for. Very rarely do you ever even meet each other. Why? Because you're, you're experiencing life on such a different energetic vibration from the other that your, your paths don't even cross right? You may find that if your paths cross, this is where the shit show comes in. You both recognize each other, but let's say your lives just don't align. This person is into something that is destructive to self and to the relationship and also ultimately 
to the other person who they are in relationship with. You guys can't be together. You find you can't be apart and it just becomes a whole thing. Now, that is not always the case in for every relationship where you can't be together and you can't be apart. Be apart. Sometimes the I can't be with you and I can't be away from you has more to do with underlying emotional work that needs to be done, immature attachments, uh, psychological, emotional patterns that we have engaged in or come to accept as our truths. And so we have to deal with that. But let's say that you have dealt with that, you understand your attachment styles, you have healed and grown away from unhealthy attachment styles, you have dealt with the shadow work of you and you are not no longer looking for someone to uh, validate your existence. You have dealt with inner child work where you're not looking for um, someone to parent you. You know, you're not looking for a husband to be your daddy or wife to be your mommy. You have, you know, you've healed from that stuff. But when you're, you're talking about twin flames, you're really talking about your soul choosing to reincarnate in both male and female manifested form and experience, experiencing all aspects of you from those different lenses. And very rarely do you ever come together. So there's that. So let's take one more question. It says, you mentioned you host private readings and events. What kind of events? What kind of events? So I host events that support, encourage, and engage community. So I've said before, this podcast, Conversations with a Card Reader, is the official podcast of the House of Divina. So the House of Divina is my tarot space. Uh, It is a brick and mortar location where I meet with my guests to do their readings. Inside of that space, I also have products or items for retail. Why is that? Some people like me use tarot as a lifestyle or they have a pagan lifestyle or spiritual practices that may be different than the societal big three. And so I carry some tools to support that lifestyle. In addition to the tools, I also have books about different subjects as it relates to the lifestyle. And so some of the events that I host are book signings or conversations with the author. And I also host just like these podcasts. I, you know, I invite people. uh, There is a maximum number of people who I can host on site, but they can come in and, you know, it's where some of these questions come from. Um, People ask questions and then I talk about it as a group. And then after that, after the podcast, we uh, sit and sometimes I can do readings for them. So another thing that I do is I do group readings. So there is a door charge. Uh, Again, it's only so many people who come in. And instead of paying the full rates that I do for a 30-minute or one-hour reading, uh, everybody comes in and we will sit down for a couple of hours. I'll just do readings for people. And sometimes what comes up in readings, things that are not necessarily about cards, I I guess I should preface this by saying, as I've been reading cards and practicing, uh, learning and growing spiritually, I have also developed other abilities. I think I may have mentioned this in another episode, but I'm also clairaudient and clairvoyant. 
um, and I am a medium. And so when I do these events, these private events, some of that stuff comes out. Uh, yeah, those are the kinds of events that I do. If you are interested in being a part of those events, you can go to my website at thehouseofdivina.com and you can sign up for my newsletter or blog. You can just reach out to me or if you're in store, let me know that that's something that you'd be interested in going to. And then when I send out things to those people who are part of my list, you will be invited and you can register to be a part of the event. It is only open to the people who are on my email list. So yeah, there's that. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope that this has been helpful for you. If you've enjoyed today's episode, I invite you to subscribe here, download the podcast and come back and have a listen every Monday. I can uh, be found on all of my social media platforms, such as TikTok and Instagram. Thank you and so of much course, for coming on my website, my the house if you enjoyed of this Divina is conversations my handle for all of that. Yeah, so thanks for joining so me. And until next time, you guys have a great day. You can find me on all social media as the house of Divina. Oh, and next time, bring a friend who needs a friend.